Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to Bretton Cliff's Fleet Circus. I'm Cliff. Hello, and I'm Brett. Oh, nice to see you, Brett. It's been yes, a while. nice to see you. It certainly mm. has, hasn't it? Hey, mm-hmm. I do like, Cliff, how just directly above your head, almost like Christ, you have that peg thing where you put uh-huh. the washing. Yeah. yeah, it's wonderful. So either you're Christ or you're some kind of Satanist. I can't work out some kind it's, of Blair Witch creature. White, so. Mm. so Still, though, that the bones are the white and the Blair good. Witch. False for good. Is it? Are you sure? Uh-huh. Well, it's all right, isn't it? It is all right, isn't it? It's a bit <laughs> precarious. I mean, at any moment, it could, you know, get your head. Like a, uh, like a trap jaw? Yeah. Like a like trap jaw of... Of, uh, of He-Man. He-Man. <laughs> yeah. Or is it of She-Ra? Who knows? Can it work it out, uh, can we? Yeah. Can I'll never get the bottom of that one. Um, yeah. Brett, I've started watching but the we'll still new try. Frasier. Have you? Mm-hmm. Why? Just for something different, man. It's just because so it's not all murders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cliff, did you like the original Frasier? I like it, but I don't like it as much as I like Cheers. Mm. Well, Cheers is, much, is probably the best American TV sitcom ever, isn't it? Absolutely amazing. Love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously, he's and Happy good Days, of course. Happy Days is absolutely fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it was good when you were small, but it's not a good show. Yeah. Are you sure? When, I'm when, sure? when was the last time you watched Happy Days? Yesterday. 40, 14, you would have been 14. <laughs> that's, when, that's the last time everybody watched it, <laughs> didn't they? Hey! I mean, come on. There you yeah, go. Well, I mean, Good he's theme an tune. old man. Yeah. The Cheers theme tune's class as well, though, isn't it? Absolutely brilliant. Uh, everything about it's brilliant. I, I love it. Uh-huh. I love it. We should do anyway. Cheers then. We're not here to talk about Cheers today, though, are we? Maybe it's next week. Who We're knows? here to talk about your love, first love, Hammer Horror. Yes. I, I absolutely adore the Hammer films of all kinds, because this isn't a horror, is it, Cliff? No, That's it's the thing about it. Yeah, it's it's amazing. It's right up my street. This film. 
Uh, well, I knew you'd like it. I knew you'd like it, which is one of the reasons that I picked it. But I'd go through like six months where I don't watch a Hammer film, and uh-huh. then all of I I just watch them all. So I've okay. been I've been buying them from various places, eBay and stuff like that, and and getting the DVDs in. So I've been watching them. Okay. This one, the one that we're going to talk about, a film called Cash on Demand. Lovely name. It is a lovely name, isn't it? Mm-hmm. it, it you could all almost imagine it being some kind of game show hosted yeah. by who? Who would host it? Or it a shop where I can buy somebody's old PS2. <laughs> or that. Or that. <laughs> Dale Winton, he'd host it, wouldn't he? Oh, he's dead. It would now. have to be an old game show, yeah? Yeah, it would be, wouldn't it? Because of his deadness. Because of his deadness, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, so uh, this is a one that I've seen once before, and I think it's pub in public domain. This one, so it's free to watch on YouTube. Mm. So that's how we watched it. So I watched it's all it on a few places, yeah. Yeah, it's quite expensive to buy on DVD, which is okay. odd. You would think that things that are you know in public domain and stuff like that would be cheaper, wouldn't you, on DVD? But well, who knows. It's from 1961. It is indeed. But it yes. didn't come out for two years for some reason. It came out in America before it came out here. Okay. Because I, I don't think Hammer knew what they had on their hands, knew that was, you know, how it's, good it was. Really. I, it's brilliant. It's a, it's like a, not a noir because there ain't detectives and femme fatales and all of that in there, but it's a, it's a thriller. It's, it's a, a thriller. It's, but it's a thriller that's set in like one room with a couple of people. Yes, there's it's a little bit is. of a supporting cast, but it's in a, a situation. It's set in a bank, and it's, uh, it's set, set in a bank, bank on the 23rd of December. And even if you guess what's happening straight away, it's still fucking brilliant. It is. It is. <laughs> would you Would you like a synopsis of the? I love it. I love it. You'd love it, of course you would. So Cash and Demand is a 1961 British crime thriller by Hammer Studios in which a stern bank manager, Harry Fordyce, wonderful uh, name. Fordyce. Fordyce, played by Peter Cushion, mm-hmm. has his world turned upside down with the arrival of the charming and ruthless Colonel Gore Hepburn. What a name by... <laughs> Wonderful. Played by Andre Morel, who plans to rob the bank and also claims to have kidnapped Fordyce's wife and child. Uh, it's it's basically a two-hander between those two, two contrasting characters. Uh-huh. One very prim and proper. He's a dick, isn't he? Peter Cushion, Cushion is he's a, a dick. Cushion is a complete dick. He's an dick. uptight. He's the, exactly what People used when people used to say a, a bank manager. He's exactly yeah. what people thought about then. He's, he's, he's the epitome of a bank manager. Uh-huh. And he's cliff. uptight, a stickler for tiny little stupid rules. He's uh-huh. throws his weight around in his lofty position as a bank manager, and he's mean to his staff, and he pulls them up for all kinds of shit. Um, he does. And he's just not. And it's Christmas. Brett, do you think this is a little bit like? Scrooge. 
know what? I think it's a lot like Scrooge. Cliff. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I only realised that on second viewing, on this viewing, the first viewing, I had no idea. So it, it was almost like watching the film again for me. Okay. I mean, you've got it on first view, and I, I didn't get that. I just thought it was a wonderful film. I mean, mm. I'll, I'll watch anything. Uh, Peter Cushion is my favourite actor of all okay. time. I'll watch was he anything. ever young, bro? I'm sure at one time he was, Cliff. <laughs> <laughs> this is 1961. He looks, he's an old man in this. He's, yeah, isn't he just so mental? Everything he's, class, he's in, he's right? Everything he's in, he elevates. So it doesn't matter if it's a schlocky horror film that he's in. It doesn't matter if it's this, which is pretty much a B-movie as well. Mm-hmm. He just elevates it. He just takes it to another level. Because, I mean, in this, he's, he's the snotty bank, bank manager, he's a stern bank manager, but his little mannerisms and stuff like that. Peter Cushing's very mm-hmm. famous for using props and using his hands. Mm-hmm. He's always doing something. Okay. He's never Tell what he's always doing that. in this. He's always, like, kind of little stepping up on his toes a little bit, like he's, he like is, he's, he's an army officer. Yeah, he's, he's straightening himself, and he's always straightening his tie to make sure that he's prim and proper, isn't he? Yeah, and then when he's the pressure's on, he's loosening it, and his hair's yeah. ruffled and all of that, which is the opposite of his, uh-huh. you know, what he wants to portray. Um, mm-hmm. and, Plus, yeah, a Christmas film. Uh, it is a Christmas film, yeah. It is a Christmas um, film. I mean, obviously, it's, it's got a Christmas Carol sort of connections there, which you have very cleverly found out on first view, but I didn't. But yeah, it's a Christmas film. And we'll love Christmas film. It starts with a, a somebody dressed as a Santa collecting out for a charity outside mm-hmm. the bank, and it mm-hmm. feels like that's relevant in some way. But then it doesn't yeah. really happen again. It is. I, I wrote my notes. Is he connected in you know in this sort of mystery in some way? And if you have the sort of the Christmas Carol sort of connection with it, maybe maybe he has because maybe he's one of the ghosts. But you right at I mean? the end, at the end, he, de- it, he definitely is. He says he is. Who? The, the Santa outside? Or P- Peterson, yeah. or whatever he's called. He says he <laughs> is. No, <laughs> I'm talking about the Santa outside. Is, mm-hmm. is the Santa outside one of the ghosts? Because he didn't say that he is. Because they don't, it, it's the, the Christmas Carol. No, but I thought it well, thing is skipping. an underlying thing is. throughout. Well, we're, we're skipping to what happens at the end here, but when. The crook, what's he called? Gore what? He's called Gore Hepburn, Cliff. Gore Hepburn. Yes. When Gore Hepburn is explaining what's happening, mm-hmm. he says, he says, you, no, San, he says a Santa. throwaway line. <laughs> no, he doesn't say that he's a ghost. He's, no, he doesn't he say says, he's a ghost. No, he says, well, where's the money gone? And he goes, well, or who took the money? Well, Father Christmas, maybe. That's what no, he there's says. A, there's another line where he says, uh, a voice, he says a tape recorder. He says, is it? Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yes. so, yeah, he says, is it like the... He doesn't say the that, The spirit man. of Christmas in a tape recorder or something. He says, how did you get me, like, voices and stuff? No, he, he, he's... What he's been doing is is slowly recording the telephone calls. I'm making this up between his uh, his, his wife 
recording his wife and his son, and they've slowly sort of spliced that together. That's what he says. Mm. You've made that up, Mr. Clifford. <laughs> I, well, I need to watch that bit again because I think he, I think he implies that Santa outside as the guy who's collecting the money is part of the like the the re- reconnaissance team who's been helping them plot the heist. Right. Well, the only like I said, the only bit that I got from that is it. Oh, he says like, well, who's took the money? And he goes, well, maybe it's Father Christmas. Okay. Okay. Well, well anyway, there you go. we've two, skipped we've mad ahead with two, two different, different series films. of the film. There. Um, we, we have. Uh, but so then, Gore Hepburn, uh, Andre Morel. I mean, honestly, this is one of the greatest performances I've ever seen in a film. It's <laughs> absolutely amazing. What a character he is. He is class, isn't he? Absolutely brilliant. Him and Peter Cushion were in Hound of the Baskervilles, okay. which was also a Hammer film. Peter Cushion was Sherlock Holmes, and he was Watson. Okay, okay, great. Um, so they're a bit of a double team, aren't they? Yeah, definitely are. So this is set in a bank. Cushion's the manager. There's a small support and cast of people outside. Some good people within that support and cast as well. Yes. Uh, particularly like Richard Vernon, who's, yeah, who's Pearson. He's class. And uh, obviously he's the Bob Cratchit of the mm-hmm. of the sort of the outfit in the bank, isn't he? So he's, he's the one. Uh, sort of immediately as we start... They've made some kind of mistake in the bank, him and a younger clerk, haven't they? And uh-huh. Peter Cushion accuses them of, em- of embezzlement. Embezzlement? I think he's like, <laughs> he's undercounted like the takings by a fiver or yeah, something. Yeah, he's just one made day. a mistake. And then yeah. the next day he's added that on and he's like, so. So the, the person's then realized the mistake, brought the money back, and they've yeah. corrected the books. Yeah. And he's still accusing them of. Embezzlement. He's like, yeah, because you've used it to your ends, whatever reason. You you're fiddling the yeah. book somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, so Pearson, who's been there eleven years, he basically says he's going to sack him, but still continues to boss him around and talk to him like shit. Even though if I was Pearson, I would have been like, well, fuck you, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but it, it, it just it, obviously he loves his job, does Pearson, doesn't yeah. he? And uh, I mean, that's that's a terrible affront for him. He, he says, really "I'll never is. get a job again in the in the banking world if you if you sack us." And Cushion's like, "Well, I'm it not sets up a few little uh, ideas that maybe he might be behind some kind of robbery because." There's some suggestion that there's money worries or trouble at home with him. And uh-huh. he's, he's obviously then, obviously, there's also like proof that there's some kind of errors going on with the money coming in and out. Um, yeah, maybe. I just I just saw it as a simple mistake and it's shown how ruthless Peter no, Cushing I, is. I absolutely agree with that. But I think in terms yeah. of the, the film, it sets up the idea that maybe he's wants to take revenge on him or he's he's do you think some... so I, I i didn't get that cliff i didn't get that but you know if you did that that's that's fair enough i think it's, it's kind a different of different way of looking at it i guess i think at the very beginning when it starts i'm like hmm maybe he's got something going on here mm-hmm. because or maybe he's somehow the guy who's helping feed the information to the colonel mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. 
because the colonel turns up and he says, hello, I'm from the insurance underwriters of this bank and mm -hmm. I need to make sure that our assets are being looked after the, properly. Yeah, the security of the bank, doesn't he? Mm. He's, he's from so, the security services. He's there to check the security system. Yeah, so let me go and see the manager now. Uh -huh. So he gives him his ID, whatever it is, driving license or something, uh, and he takes <laughs> him in, and he takes him in to see the manager, and he's like, "Ha first mistake, you let me in to see you. I've got no fucking clue who I am. I could be trying to uh -huh. rob you or anything." But he's like, uh -huh. "Such as he's a he's colonel, so he's got very like upper yeah. class like mannerisms. He's brilliant, and he's so confident. This guy when he's talking to them, he's amazing. He's a total charming, isn't he? And very charming as well. So even yeah. though he's like." He's basically picking holes in them and having a go at like them being a bit shit. Uh and it quickly turns out is actually robbing them. Uh yeah. he's he's doing and, it. And immediately silent so, He is. And immediately, because of his station, a so-called station, Cushion mm. immediately sort of is on the back foot yeah. and respects him, doesn't he? Yeah, he defers to him totally. It's quite pathetic. He, he is in a, in a way. I mean, he, he sort of rules the bank with a nine fist, doesn't he? But as soon as this other fella comes in, he, he's very quick to sort of service his needs or whatever yeah. he wants without yeah. really thinking about it. Whereas Pearson doesn't, because what, soon after this, Pearson tries to ring to confirm he is who he says he is. Yeah. But his call won't go through because it's Christmas and the like the lines are a bit bad and that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, but to the young guy that says like if you want to get back in these good books, you better check and ring that he is who he says he is because he'll come out and and say Yeah. You should have done that. Mm -hmm. You know, okay, you messed up by letting us in, but the first thing you should have done when you went out was to check I was actually who I say I am. Uh -huh. And after a while he Pearson does it. And they only get the info right at the end, don't they? That yeah, because not because of the because of the lines being down and and all that kind of stuff, don't they? I mean, we've, we have jumped uh, quite a lot because one of my favourite things is the, is like the start is the credits and stuff like that because mm -hmm. it takes you through the bank, doesn't it? it yeah, shows you good, the, yeah, the vault. And yeah. I mean, it's 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 wonderfully black and white and everything. I mean, this yeah, if good. it was in colour. It wouldn't be as good this one. No, not nothing. Like Jane was just saying, because she was watching a bit of it with us, and she was like, "It's brilliant, that, isn't it? You don't, you just don't get films like that anymore, do you? Where no, it's you just don't. stylish men, yeah, like just talking to each other, <laughs> being charming. Yeah, yeah, that's basically <laughs> what it is. That is basically what it is. I mean, it, it was adapted this from a, a telly play. You could see on, would, like, a year uh, you could see how it would work as a play. Like yeah, you're gonna play a play, not just a telly play. You could see how it would it, work. It definitely that. would because it's a small setting and mm -hmm. it, it only cost Hammer 37 uh, 37,000 pounds to make or whatever. I think the telly play was called The Gold Inside, I think okay. that's what it was called. But it is, it's all about Andre Morel and Peter Cushion playing off. Well, not necessarily playing off because Andre Morel is definitely the overpowering. Yeah. Force in the whole It's just film. a battle of wits, isn't it? And it's it's about Cushion, his character just unraveling yeah. throughout. Yeah, Morel's the stern just... guy in charge at the start. And he's slowly 
he just unravels. Well, he's he? just grinding them down by sheer yeah. force of nature, and he's he's just got an answer for everything that Cushion's trying to do to like weasel out of yeah. it. So once they're left alone in the room together, it, it is quite quick when they're in the room, and it is quite quick before he says, "Right, you knobhead, I am robbing you, you idiot." Yeah. <laughs> um, he, he does, doesn't he? <laughs> he, gets, uh, he gets straight in there. And then it's just, yeah, so Cushion's like, you can't do this, it's not happening. And he's like, well, you need to, like, uh, give your wife a call and see whether mm-hmm. you want to cooperate or not. And he rings the wife, he rings home, and his wife and kid will be like, oh, don't do whatever this, do whatever they say, don't do anything silly. Uh-huh. So he's I now living you. in fear. <laughs> yeah, I beseech you. So he's I now living you. in fear. Um, mm-hmm. that Hey, also, he, Cliff. He does. He does say he's got two electrodes attached to his head, <laughs> so. got, and, and a sharp current will run between them. <laughs> he's got a wonderful voice, doesn't he, Andre? Amazing, absolutely amazing. I love, like I say, it's one of my favorite performances I've ever seen. I loved it. So yeah, it's like not a very long film, about an hour and fifteen, and it's just Morel basically saying, "This is what's going to happen, and you will cooperate, and it all has to happen in this way." Otherwise, mm-hmm. I'm going to put electric charge through your wife's head. Um, yeah, but the tension, I mean, because it is such a small-scale film, and it's, it, it's it, like you say, it's like a play, the, the tension just ramps up and ramps up. It, and Peter Cushing's got to have, like, a lot of credit for that because most of, like, the acting's done in his face and stuff, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah, he, he slowly, like I say, he's, he's slowly being broken down by Andrea Morel. He gets a bit of a slap to the chops. Yeah, that's amazing. He makes him take his glasses off and slaps him around the face. <laughs> <laughs> he does. But, but Morel's he, he just gets... undermining him all the way through. Like that he is, is. I think that's the point where he's just broken him. He's like yeah, he's, he voluntarily has. taking his glasses off so he can get slapped in the face. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is absolutely true. And I think but that's he, the he, point where he's like, he's just, all right, I'll do what the fuck you say, but like, get out. Well, that's what he does. He, he has to. He has to assist. He has to help Andre Morel rob the bank, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Because he's got, obviously, he's got his wife. And his child, yeah, and you know, it making signals and stuff like that at the window, which the is signal so funny at the end. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a big part of the film, isn't it? it yeah, it's when so, he makes a signal. At the so end. basically, there's a couple of bits where the tension just ramp up. There's basically there's a gun in the bank, I guess, for things like this. Yeah, I can't... was going to ask you, Cliff. <laughs> do you think that that banks actually had guns in that? Because is that Most just a did, random thing that they put in? They must have done, but it's a good bit, isn't it? Because uh, the colonel comes out of the office and he sees Pearson with this gun, and he he yeah. has a little bit of panic on his face for a second. But Pearson's like, oh, I can't. I'm really sorry. We can't find the ammunition. It should be here somewhere. I'll try and find it. Mm-hmm. And then later on, Pearson comes in the room and he says, "I found the ammunition." And it's about the time when you think he might have got the news to hear that he's not who he says he was when he first came in. And there's a couple of bits throughout it where you think Pearson might save the day here or he might come in with a gun or he, he's got the phone call and the police are on the way. And, of course, that's kind of what happens towards the end, which really uh-huh. does for for Dice. It certainly does. 
I mean, the other, like I say about the tension and stuff like that, it's like Andre Morel is getting him to do various things in different stages. So mm. he's getting him to speak to the, the staff because he's got a car outside, hasn't he? Yeah. Which is quite an expensive car. Yeah. yeah the, the car costs more than the film that he arrived in. <laughs> yeah. I think it's worth 200 grand or something yeah. like that now, the car. But he's getting them to sort of the staff to get bags out of his car, bring them in to the the office where Peter Cushion is, where and he's got books in the yeah. in the bags, so that they're, they're quite heavy. And obviously, that's how he's going to transport the money and yeah. stuff like that. But he's like, you, you can tell that he's implicating them in this thing, right? Because he's making yeah. them bring the car around. Wait, the he's just turned in. up. Hasn't he? <laughs> Ultimately, he's just turned up and through the power of his influence over mm-hmm. Cushion, he's then suddenly just took over the whole bank, hasn't yeah. he? Just well, by him being there. There's a great bit where he's sitting on his desk, Fordyce's desk with his feet up, and he's drinking his whiskey. <laughs> and Fordyce is in the close-up of the screen, and he's like unraveled his mop and his brow. He's, he's losing it. And Morel has just fucking got his feet back drinking whiskey. And he's like, you need to invest more in your people for dice. Uh-huh. And he gives yeah. him a massive lecture. He's like, do you think I want to rob banks? It doesn't need to be ghastly. It doesn't need to be, nobody needs to get hurt. I, mm-hmm. I've i come for a reason. And he's like, look, these guys, they all want to do stuff for me. And they, they, hate, they won't do a fucking thing for you kind of thing. Because mm-hmm. he's like, and I've only just turned up and I'm the bad guy. Like, how shit must you be? <laughs> yeah, well, that's the Christmas Carol thing, isn't he? He's, yeah. he's basically he's he's the ghost of Christmas present. Yeah, that, and, and he's important. He's showing, or he's taking cushion through these yeah. traumatic events yeah. to then realize how bad he treats other people, mm. and eventually that kind of comes to the head in, in the end, I guess. But what, one does. of the the good things I, I, I think about Andre Morel is, is when he. Cushion asks him, like, what's he there for? He says, well, what are you there for? Just some money. (laughs) Just some money. (laughs) Just some money. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's some great lines in it. And he's like, I say, his performance is great. The bit where they come to uh, empty the bank, um, Mm -hmm. he basically says he tries to give him some money, doesn't he? Do you not want some? Yeah. Uh, and he's like, oh, obviously not. Like, it's bad enough having to do this. And he slips some cash in his pocket when he's not looking. <laughs> he does. Um, he does. Has a little cheeky wink to himself. And that uh-huh. is basically what part of what comes home to roost at the end. Because basically he gets away, right? And uh, and he says, you can't bring anyone for an hour. Otherwise, like, after an hour, I'll let your wife and kids go. But if anything happens before then, uh, uh-huh. I'll ring the, I'll, I'll, we'll kill them. Um, and he says, like, after 10 minutes, you need to go to the window and mop your brow. And he's like, but make a display of it. And that then they'll <laughs> know that it's the, the time's right. Uh, yeah. And he's, how Cushion's doing it at the window. He's like <laughs> someone of a carry on film, but the way he's doing it, he turns so camp. He is. Like, uh-huh. like it cause... he does turn all camp, doesn't he? <laughs> um, and the other, the, the other, the 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 bit where they do actually empty the the safe of the money or the vault of the money mm-hmm. is also a, a wonderful ramping of of sort of tension yeah 
because there's an there's various alarms. There's the eye in the sky, I think, that they have to switch off, isn't there? Mm-hmm. And there's also Cushion forgets to lock the the inner, the inner door. door. Yeah, yeah. And the if he leaves it for ten seconds or whatever, it'll automatically yeah. ring the police, which obviously yeah. he doesn't want to happen because he doesn't want his family to be killed. Yeah, and that's a wonderful bit as well, yeah, where it just ramps up the tension. It is. And I think one of the things with it is when you get to that point, you realise he's the guy that's worried about the police coming at this point, not Andrew Morrell. He's the one who's like basically doing the robbing of the bank and is like sweating over where the alarm goes off. And Morrell's just like kind of, he's just so... He's in total control, isn't he? Honestly, it's brilliant. We won't spoil the ending, but it comes home to roost for both of them. um, Mm -hmm. And... It's quite an intriguing way. I was almost expecting an extra twist at the end somehow that didn't come, uh-huh. but maybe that's because of you're used to that with modern films and stuff. Yeah, um, but the yeah, end is very, still satisfying. I think it it is it is. Initially on first watch, I thought it, it, the ending was very sudden, but then when you realise the, the 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 Christmas Carol connections, it it all came together yeah. in my head, and yeah. I realised what was happening. But also, Cliff, you are a lover of films that happen in real time, aren't you? I am, and, and this is happening in real it's time. It's real time. It keeps yeah. showing you the clock. Yeah, I love so, it. Uh, another because everything, wonderful thing. So it's it's an hour and 15 minutes, and all the way through, uh, Andre Morel's character is saying, like, at this time, you need to ring this person. When it uh-huh. gets to this point, that's when this is okay. So you're talking mm-hmm. through the real time as well. And again, it helps with the tension for a film like this, especially for a heist film where the clock is ticking on whether the alarm's going to go off, whether that person's going to walk in the room, whether they get mm-hmm. to their Christmas party or not, and all of these kind of things. It, it just works perfectly, I think. So it was another yeah. box ticked for me with that. We're good. It is. It's it's a bit of a gem in it. This one. Uh, yeah, I'm surprised I never heard of it before, or I never heard anybody talking about it before. So thank you, Brett, for that. And as a oh, result, I've done you a quiz about how. As a reward. As a reward, yeah. As a reward. As a reward. I've done reward, you a quiz Brett. about hammers, and I've taken on your thoughts from last time. So okay. this is all a quiz about hammers. Okay. We're running out of time, so it won't take long. Okay. West Ham United's nickname is what? The Hammers, Cliff? Yeah. Uh, Hammerhead Shark is so called because of... It's Hammerhead? Yeah. Um, What is the fantasy space game that people play with little models that they have to paint and then play out? Is it Warhammer? It is Warhammer, yeah. Um, Is it Warhammer? I can't do that. No. Can you do that? Can you try no, I'm it? not even going to try. Bullhammer. Bullhammer. Um, what is the best thing to knock nails in with? Hammers. Hammers. Um, not just one hammer. What is the terrorist group being used as a smokescreen for Israel's genocide and atrocities in Palestine? Hamas. It is. That's all I'm going to say on that matter. Um, okay. Yeah, we right. don't need to be getting into any of that shit, do we? <laughs> no. Um, right. Well done, Brett. You got five out of five. That's a record. <laughs> Maybe I'm cracking. Julian Dix. That was me. <laughs> I thought you were going to just ask us about Julian Dix. That we'll talk about better. him next time. Right, Brett. Yeah. We've got more mm-hmm. music. We do have more music. And this week, it's from a Manchester band called mm. The Juice. 
Yeah. Kind of good, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and it's, it's pretty good, isn't it? Pretty good. Do you think they're named after O.J. Simpson? Probably not. I, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is this is really good. This yeah. it's called Industrial Dreams. It is. So let's take it away. The news. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.